Hey, everybody. Welcome to Almost Hired, the show about all things related to hiring and getting hired. I'm your host, Jackie Ducci, and I could not be any more excited about today's episode. It's been exactly five months now since coronavirus and the pandemic has turned our world upside down and basically taken the economy with it. We went from this economy that was booming and on fire to crazy high unemployment and companies of all sizes and in all these different industries just being crippled overnight. And unfortunately, that has meant millions of capable, loyal, fantastic people have lost their jobs and are now displaced. It's been a really sobering and scary time, to say the least, but I absolutely believe that how we respond as individuals to the situation at hand and the things that we do or don't do during this time will have a tremendous impact on how we come out of it and how we fare once we're on the other side. So that's basically what we're here to talk about today. And helping us to do just that is my guest, Marissa Galdi. Marissa is one of the unlucky ones who was caught up in a COVID layoff with her company. Now, the double whammy, so to speak, for Marissa, though, is that she had been with her employer for 14 years as a learning and development professional. She's also got her master's degree of education in training and development. And as you'll see today, she's incredibly sharp, articulate, just an amazing person. So it just goes to show you that no one is safe these days, and a layoff can truly happen to anyone, even with a really long tenure at a particular company. But I wanted to have Marissa here in particular because she has handled her circumstances so well, and she's making great progress toward landing her next role. So I just thought she would be a great person to kind of talk us through how she has navigated the past few months and hopefully inspire you to better your own situation if you are displaced and struggling right now. This is going to be a great one. So here we go. Marissa, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I am so excited to have you. You know, you've been on my mind to have on for a while now because I think what happened to you earlier this year with the loss of your job is just such a relatable situation for so many people right now. Um, So I really appreciate you being here and, you know, being willing to share that experience. So my pleasure. And like you said, it's affecting so many people right now. Unemployment is incredibly high. So if uh, us talking can at least inspire some sort of renewed faith in any of your listeners, uh, I'm honored to be here today. Thank you for having me. That's awesome. Well, that's the goal. So we'll do the best we can here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that's an interesting point. You know, I think everybody's kind of handling their disappointments and their challenges differently these days. But what's amazing about you is that it just feels like you've been playing the hand that you've been dealt in a really exemplary way. And for that, I really applaud you. So that's what I would kind of like to talk about today is just like tell everyone your story and then kind of go through your thought process and everything you've been through. Because I just I think you've handled it so well and people can learn a lot from you. Yeah, I would be happy to. Um, and it's it's something where hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty. So uh, everything I talk about today, let's all remember, it took me a solid week 
to get over my moaning and groaning and woe is me. And that was that groveling stage was something that was absolutely necessary for me to feel, acknowledge those feelings and then say, okay, what am I going to do about it? Because this is the reality. So a week is not bad, Marissa. (laughs) I'm impressed by that alone. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I get, I was like 48 hours and you need to get over it. And I'm not, you know, I lead with logic. That is just my, my ESTJ Myers-Briggs personality type. I'm, I'm not a strong feeler. So I told myself, okay, you need to, you know, throw your hair in a bun, put on some lipstick and let's go. But, you know, I think that the one thing that helped me, I'll call it my, my week of solitude where I just needed to be with myself. And of course, with myself means with my bulldog. Because yes. as we know, our dogs are extensions of ourselves. <laughs> and think about how am I feeling and why am I feeling what I'm feeling? It would be very easy for me to say, well, I'm feeling upset because my job let me go after being with the company for over 14 years. Mm-hmm. That wasn't fair. Right. The reality was, though, Jackie, when I really took a step back to think about, well, wait, why am I feeling like this is unfair? I was able to talk myself through, this is not a personal attack on my success. Um, I was very fortunate when I got the layoff call that after the initial blow of, hey, your position has been eliminated, we're so sorry, uh, I received so many follow-up phone calls from leaders I had worked for in the past and uh, in the present saying, if you need anything, I am here for you. And mm-hmm. So that was what made my roller coaster of emotions that day go from that super low dip to then already starting to come back up a little bit because it was some reassurance from third parties that said, hey, I know you got this call today. I saw that your name was on you know, the, the, the big terrible list, um, but tell me what I can do for you. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want you to know that you're one of the good ones and this had nothing to do with performance, nothing to do with, um, with where we are to date in terms of projects that you've led or initiatives that you have, um, pursued through. It's really, this is the business need right now in this crazy, crazy time. Mm -hmm. So That, again, was a tough pill to swallow. But once I marinated on that for a little bit, it helped me separate the emotion from, okay, this this is cruddy that I got Mm -hmm. laid off. Um, But it's nothing that I did. So therefore, what can I do to position myself for the next position that will come along? Mm -hmm. Maybe not right now, but in the near future, hopefully. And let's back up for a little bit and just explain to people, because you mentioned you were with the same company for 14 years, which is something that we don't see very often with anyone really anymore. So, I mean, I just think that that's so important and it's such a big deal because it really shows that this can happen to anybody. Like you were a kick-ass employee, like so loyal. You're a veteran there basically, and this can still happen to you. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, you know, at first my logic mind went down the path of, well, will they let people go who have worked under 10 years? Because then I'm I'm over that threshold. Or is it a certain salary grade that you need to be under for you to be saved? But if you're over, let go. No rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. So I was fortunate uh, working for Hyatt Hotels Corporation, a company that I would go back to in a heartbeat, would recommend to anyone in an in instant, because it is such a wonderful family-oriented culture that they build for their employees. And I have nothing but positive things to say about Hyatt, the way they handled this crazy corona time, the way that they have followed up with people, even after having to do layoffs, just to make sure people are okay, creating networks that those who were let go um, could be a part of. So they're doing everything and anything they can do to soften the blow as much as they can. But at the end of the day, it's still a blow. Yeah, you said it, Jackie. It was just a surprise all around. Um, Mm -hmm. There were, I'm seeing now on LinkedIn posts from former uh, employees of the company of 31 plus years or two years. Yeah. So it was... um, Again, that created that clout that I was looking for, that this is not about me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I could take that vain uh, train of thought away from myself saying, you know, it's not all about me, Marissa. There is a <laughs> pandemic going on. So, Right. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. nobody saw coming and it was very no. sudden. And I mean, truly hospitality, and, and I know this, from, hospitality is a huge sector that we recruit in. I mean, they've been hit so hard. And I think probably the first to really feel what happened. And I mean, hopefully not the last to come back. But yeah, I think, you know, your point about it's not personal. And that's something that's so important for everybody to keep in mind that's been displaced, because I would say nine times out of 10, that's probably true. <laughs> it's it's really not personal at all. And that's great. Right. You know, the positive that came out of it was that you had people reaching out and helping you and all that. And that's wonderful. When we talked earlier too, you talked about gratitude a lot, which I thought was really commendable. Do you want to speak to that a little bit and how that was a part of your mental process? Absolutely. And I think um, when we talk about how we can't take it personally, Lord knows that is such an easy thing to say. And it's something else to really feel and to really comprehend and believe Um, I also don't want this to sound super cheesy or cliche that, oh, I found gratitude in my layoff. Let's be real. (laughs) There was not gratitude every day. Um, There's still, of course, moments of every day where I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. What Mm -hmm. am I going to do with myself if I can't find something in X amount of time? So um, gratitude's a journey. And it's not something that we will ever achieve, I think, 100%, but we can always strive closer and closer to getting to that mindset where sometimes I hate to say this during a pandemic, but you find the goodness in your situation. If I can take a moment to find that gratitude in my life, something positive needs to come out of this some way, shape, or form. And I think it's okay to look for that in your situation so that you can keep that positivity, you can grow personally during this challenging time. Um, so it's not all doom and gloom day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So it's been a few months since I got that layoff call. And I've had an amazing opportunity to reignite passion for myself and redefine, and not only redefine, I would say celebrate 
my personal value. And these are things that I can tell you very honestly, um, things that I needed to do. And I was allowing my career, by no fault of anyone else's but my own, I was allowing my career to define who I was. Mm-hmm. And people- Which so many people do, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we've all, well, maybe not us all, but many, many of us have been guilty of that for better or for worse. So I think that's really relatable too. Absolutely. It's a danger zone that I know I was getting sucked into and just kind of vortexing down into Mm -hmm. because I wanted to, I guess I go about my career in a way where I triage things, where I've never 100% known what I want to do. In my family, I've got a teacher, I've got a doctor, I've got a journalist, and they went to school knowing exactly what they wanted to do. So they worked towards being that doctor and worked towards getting the teaching degrees and worked towards being on the radio. Uh, I felt like I was the opposite where I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I would, what I call triage myself and say, well, I'm going to rule out this and I'm going to rule out that. I applied the same mentality when it came to my career with Hyatt. So for the past 14 plus years was trying to figure out, well, where do I want to land? Because I'm fortunate to be with such a company that has so many different facets and functions to it. Mm-hmm. I tell, I used to tell my new hires at orientation, if you start out in HR and then you want to move to engineering, guess what? You can do that and stay with this company. If mm-hmm. you show that passion and that dedication, we will help you grow into what it mm-hmm. is you feel like you should be doing and you want to be doing. I never took that advice for myself, which to your point, I think we're all so guilty of. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I am being presented with an opportunity to work with this leader and I've heard great things about her. So I'm going to go ahead and join that team. And then a couple years later, oh, I have an opportunity to move to a new city. Well, I've heard great things about that property. So I'm going to move and see what I can gain from it too. And these were all amazing challenges and moves and um, uh, just enhancements to my career, whether they be promotions or lateral moves with new challenges and opportunities. However, it wasn't me who was seeking out the opportunity, working towards it, and then accepting it. It was Mm. more, hey, Marissa, we think you'd be a great fit for this. Why don't you give it a whirl? And I would say yes. Yeah. It's almost like, like you said, some people, they start out and their trajectory is so linear because they just know going into it. But I think for most people, it's a little more haphazard. And that's kind of what you're describing. The difference with you was that you were able to do that in the same company. And I think most people are not that lucky. So, you know, it's just interesting. But yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. So again, as fortunate as I felt uh, going through my path, Because I was given that opportunity to continue to grow with the same company, to build relationships um, with different leaders of different levels, different functions and divisions within hospitality, I was the yes girl. And I loved that about myself because people could count on me and I would not let them down. Uh, I am incredibly stubborn. I'd like to say in a good way. But uh, stubborn, passionate, however I want to call myself, um, there was no way I was going to let anyone else down, including myself. So I was going to work hard and make sure that I was the best version of myself that I can be in each position. 
I think that if coronavirus and COVID-19 would not have hit us, I would still be on that path. But what this abrupt layoff has allowed me to do was to take a purposeful pause. Mm. And that is something that I didn't know I needed and I Mm. didn't think I wanted. Mm. It has proven to me to be incredibly eye-opening. And that's where that gratitude, Jackie, comes from. Having the opportunity to pause and thinking to myself, what is it that you want to apply for? Now that your tenure with the company you've grown with is now over, what am I going to put on my resume that says, this is what I'm looking for? And that has been one of the toughest questions I've ever asked myself as an adult. I don't know what I'm looking for. Someone has always told me that I would be good at this Mm -hmm. or that. How interesting. And it's, wow. it's really cool to talk about this because this is something that I preach all the time with candidates that I'm trying to place. This whole concept of self-reflective work before you go into a job search is so important because what happens to them is exactly what you described, where it's like shiny object syndrome, where something looks good. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll go over there and I'll do that. And even if it's a decent move for the short term, they're not looking at the bigger picture. And a lot of times then 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, they're like, wow, if I had made a different decision back then, or if I had thought about something else a little deeper, I might have gone a totally different path that would have been better for me. So however, or whenever people get to that point where they're like, I got to pause, I got to really think about what I want and what's best for me in the long run. That's just so important. I, I think it's so important for our listeners to hear that. And maybe if they're in your situation currently, they're looking for the next thing. Now is the time to really do that inner work. I would agree with you, Jackie. I think that's what that was really well said. And I would also add to that financially, that's a really hard, bold move to mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to quote unquote, enjoy my furlough or enjoy my unemployment. Um, mm-hmm. So I could do some personal reflection and I think Jackie can still be fulfilled um, to the to the very amazing point that you're making that you tell your candidates, your listeners, um, your companies as well. It's so important to find somebody who knows what they want, knows what they're passionate about, knows what they're good at, mm-hmm. and wants to pursue a position that exemplifies all of that. I mean, that what clarity is critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about clarity because that's that's the best case scenario for not only the employee but also for the employer. Because from the employer side, they want someone that's going to be with them and happy and stay long term, right? It's also about retention from from their point of view. So everybody wins when it's a good longer term match. And that really starts with the employee knowing what they want and knowing what they bring to the table. 100%. And how many times have you seen employers put out a job description that's what they think they want? Yes. And not until the, the perfect candidate gets into the position, they figure out what they needed. Not exactly. What they oh, wanted. God, I've, oh, that is so true. I mean, I've probably seen that scenario play out more times than anything else. Working with a new client, a lot of times that's what we have to do is like back up and the prototype that you're looking for is not <laughs> the right prototype. You know what I mean? Right. And just getting them to shift their mindset. But that can happen on the candidate side too. You think you have this vision of what the perfect job looks like. And then it's not really the perfect job, is it? (laughs) Right. And that's what that purposeful pause, that's what I mean by that. Doing exactly what you just said and saying, okay, I I think I know what I want, but what do I need? 
what about my past positions, uh, my past companies, perhaps past roles? Have I loved and have I not loved? Mm-hmm. And then out of all the things that I have loved, how do I put that together and put it into words? And mm-hmm. my goodness, that has been the most challenging exercise that I have tasked myself with. You just read my mind because I was going to say to you, okay, Marissa, but how did you do that? And you answered my question before okay. I even <laughs> asked it. But I mean, that is, that's always what I coach people to do is literally take yourself through your own resume and go through, okay, did I like this position, this employer? Did I not? And then really go through why and take notes. And what happens a lot of times is that people start to see patterns that they didn't even know existed. Like you're going to see in three of your jobs, oh, I had the same frustration about whatever the case may be. Um, So then you have to know, okay, well, I'm not going to choose something that puts me in that position anymore. You know, choose something different. And I think if if you can just make shifts like that, I mean, that alone is going to completely put you in a better spot the next position that you accept. Jackie, I worked for a month on my resume when I first got laid off. I said, okay, you know, I let myself wallow for my wallowing time. But then I said, Mm -hmm. fuck up, sister. You got to get going (laughs) again. So, okay, great. I worked on my resume for about a month. And I Mm -hmm. posed my resume to be the most unbelievable corporate trainer, learning and development trainer that you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But something was missing. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, if I, I love to train, I love to stand in front of people and let my Italian hands show as I talk <laughs> and teach in a way that can resonate with people so that they can grow. I've always thought of myself as the stage crew, not the actor or actress on stage. That's somebody okay. else. I, I want to yeah. push someone. I want to help them be the, the star in the limelight. So I'm thinking to myself, I have this spectacular resume, but at the end of the day, it was missing something. And that something was business results. And I have such a passion to see results. So the exercise for myself was to find out how do I link these passions for learning and development, for training, for partnering with operations to gain results. And version two of my resume is what I'm currently uh, sending to companies now when I apply to positions that look stellar, because I am worth a stellar position, by the way. I am not going to apply for just anything. Even in this time, I think it's so important that your listeners, Jackie, understand their value and their self-worth, and they should not lower themselves to anything less than something that they would absolutely love to do day in and day out. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to take that advice for myself too and apply to positions that excite me, not just ones that I think I'll get because I have the experience. And my resume now truly articulates the HR learning business partner that I feel like I am, tying things to results, being able to measure learning and development initiatives, evaluating them in a way that puts numbers to an ROI. As nerdy mm-hmm. as all that talk might sound, that's my <laughs> jam. <laughs> yeah, see, and you know, and that's great. And my goodness, to put that into words has been such an epiphany for me that never would have happened if I didn't have this pause. So that's the gratitude that I'm talking about in this layoff time. I think that for many people, layoffs or furloughs, so whether your layoff is permanent, temporary, not something that you want. It might be something, though, that you need in order Mm -hmm. to focus on yourself and give yourself the time that you deserve. 
I also want to add to like the way you're talking about that component of what you're so passionate about that you've learned about yourself. The irony of that is that may be what gets you the job ultimately, because listening to you be so enthusiastic about that is going to be so appealing to a hiring manager. So even if even if you're up against somebody that has a little more experience than you, if you're the one we've talked about this in other episodes, if you're the one that's enthusiastic and they're buying it, you know, more from you than someone else, then that's really powerful stuff. Genuine enthusiasm, because you can fake it. But right. I think you'd agree that my goodness, when you can feel it from someone, it's just such an awesome moment for the employer, the hiring manager, the candidate to all Mm -hmm. feel that energy. It is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And again, from the employer perspective, like, of course, they're going to want someone who's genuinely wanting to be there and wanting to do the job because they're going to ultimately do a better job. What has it been like for you out there? I'm sure you've been applying for things. What have you been running into? I'm seeing kind of ebbs and flows of positions. So when Mm -hmm. I say, you know, let's apply to only things that are truly stellar that you're excited about, I'll see weeks where I have handfuls of positions like that in front of me and Mm -hmm. I'm just applying away thinking there's definitely a match here somewhere. And then there are weeks where I don't see any of that. So I'm wondering what is the sense of urgency for some companies to hire right now, seeing these forecasted pandemic reports of Mm -hmm. growing cases of COVID-19. And I mean, my, my gut just tightens when I even say this, but the growing number of hospitalizations and deaths. And is this a stable time for companies to be looking for strategic positions or positions that are at times considered luxury positions, like the icing on the cake? Do they need to focus on the cake itself for their company right Mm now? So. I'm seeing some weeks a lot of promise, and then the next week, not a lot of positions that catch my eye. Yeah. Well, and I think that's probably typical of what most people are seeing as well. I mean, no matter what's going on in the world, right? In the job search, it's like these ups and downs. And, you know, for anybody who's experiencing that right now, some days are going to feel really exciting and uplifting, and others, you're going to want to rip your hair out. And it's just sort exactly. of the way it goes, and you're not alone. So keep going. <laughs> And again, it's not me, right? It's not us. No, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the best of circumstances. I mean, I talk to people all the time who say the same thing. When you're out there looking, it's just every day is different. And you have to just stay positive and know that the right thing will come eventually. You just don't know when. (laughs) So Jackie, it's kind of like online dating. And I think this is something that you and I have talked about on the sidebar before. Yes. You know, it comes when you're not looking for it. We've all heard that, but my goodness, how parallel is the dating world to the job search world? It's a little scary, I think. Internally at my company, we make these jokes all the time because there's so many different areas where we can make these perfect parallels to relationships, personal relationships and the world of hiring. It's it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And how many times are you ghosted after applying and putting your passionate (laughs) summary together and how amazing you would be in this role. And then you hear nothing. Right. And I'm like, wow, this is (laughs) burns. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I thought I was looking pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My best dress for this. And uh, yeah, yeah, got nothing. Great. Yeah. But like you said, again, then it's like, but there will come the one day where that one 
person, company, whatever, just says, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. Exactly. Exactly. Hopefully anyway. <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah, to your point though, I think it's it's so important to keep faith and hope alive. And I think that's what those pockets of amazing jobs that I see posted that I get excited to apply to, that's what they do for me is keep that hope alive. Yeah. So if they're not going to be a shoe and nothing is, I can say I've applied to my goodness, several, several, several positions in the past few months, but one will work out. And I I know it will work out when the timing is right for the company, right for myself. I'm not trying to sound too pie in the sky about it by any means. I, I do think that this is a time where maybe the universe is giving us what we need not necessarily mm. what we think we want. So my job is to you know keep applying. So I'm going to do my part. I think the big thing is that this whole concept of positivity during this time, the reason it's so important is because that's how you're going to make the best out of a terrible situation, right? Absolutely. It's like we can sit here all day long and say, oh, the universe is giving us what we need and yada, yada. And that's it's true if you make that your situation, <laughs> right? Like. Yeah, got to keep the right mindset. You got to do what you can do. And for those people, that's, that's who's going to come out ahead when all of this is over. And for the others who just get down or stay frustrated and have a terrible attitude, they're not going to fare as well. (laughs) So they aren't. And that's, that's, it's so, it's such a catch, right? Because This is a time of unemployment and despair and illness and death and so much loss. And it's so easy to let yourself get to that low place. And Mm -hmm. for me, for my friends, I say, go there when you need to go there. Don't stay there. But acknowledge that feeling. Acknowledge that emotion. Don't just push it down and down and down because then it will Mm -hmm. um, surface and blow up at the worst moment ever, which could be a job interview. So, (laughs) you know, trying to keep acknowledge it, honor it, um, keep it at bay so that you can focus your other part of your energy and your other headspace to that positivity. So you can put your best foot forward. Um, Cause we can pray all we want to win the lottery, but like buy a ticket. You're not well, going exactly, to exactly. buy a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You have to set yourself up for that. You create your own luck because of the things that you do to put yourself in that position. And I for just sure. think that's so true. For sure. Yeah. Positivity is it really. Aside from that, what do you have any other advice for people like anyone who is displaced right now trying to figure out how to navigate this? What would you tell them? I'm just going to tell you what I tell myself. So whether it works or not, we'll have to see in the long run. (laughs) One of my biggest thoughts right now is, well, when I do go back to work, and again, I know I will maybe in a month, maybe in a few months, but eventually I will get a full-time job again. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it'll be a great one, but how do I keep this passion for myself alive? And how do I Mm -hmm. keep this work-life balance that I feel I have found again after some time of losing it a little bit, I think in, in my own fault, how do I, keep this in the forefront of my mind, keep up this passion for myself, this clarity in what I want and not fall back into my ways of being the yes person, right? Being, you know, nominated for positions with great honor and respect and and just gratitude for that. But making sure I ask myself first, does this align with my path? Does this align with the journey that I have set forward for myself? 
Mm-hmm. So how do I keep this alive um, is, is definitely a question that I would uh, advise or just suggest to your listeners to, I don't know, keep that on the on momentum the level. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Don't lose it. Don't say, great, I got this job. I really like it. And then in a year's time, you're miserable. Or you're just mm-hmm. lost, maybe not miserable, but just like, okay, what, what happened? Like I thought right. I wanted to be this kick-ass business partner. What, 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 what am I doing right now? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's like you have to yeah. keep, keep walking on that journey. You got to keep going. It doesn't, you don't stop. Yeah. I think that self-reflection ties into loyalty to self, which is kind of what you're saying. It's like, once you know who you are and what you need, staying true to that, no matter where you land or where your career takes you is so critical. Because again, in your case, you were an amazing employee at a company for a very, very long time, and you still wound up in the situation you were in. So I think it's dangerous when people get too loyal to companies. And and not that it's a bad thing. I mean, my wish for everyone is that they have a happy career at one company for as long as possible. But I think the, the loyalty to yourself has to come first. Because that's what's going to make you happy, whether it's with one company or several or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's like in critical, you know, just like in relationships, like we were just talking about dating relationships, but I find it in personal relationships as well as the employer employee relationship, Mm -hmm. define your boundaries and demand respect for those boundaries in a respectful way. You know, if working weekends is not something that supports your work-life balance, and the position you took was a Monday through Friday, if you're being asked to work weekends constantly, say something and see if you can renegotiate something and work it out. Don't mm-hmm. lose yourself. And, and again, I say this out loud so I can hear myself saying it and manifest it within myself too. No, that's so important though. A very wise therapist once said to me, and I think I, you'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I think I he already said, know without you saying. Yes. <laughs> um, no, he's brilliant. And he was basically talking about any relationship and how it's all about knowing what your needs are, because if your needs are met, then you have no reason to be unhappy or to go anywhere else. Right. right? So that not only applies to personal relationships, it applies to employer employee relationships. If the two of you are meeting each other's needs, you're going to be happy there. Right. right? But it all starts with knowing what your needs are. And that's essentially what we've been talking about this whole time. Like your needs are at the foundation of, knowing what you want. Exactly. And I think, you know, just to circle back to kind of where we started this discussion, Jackie, which I think is beautiful that we've come full circle, (laughs) is that the needs need to be defined. You might Mm -hmm. think you want some things, you might think you like some things, but what you're, what I'm hearing you say is like, what are those foundational needs that you need to have in that employer employee relationship? What is it that, gosh, that you, you cannot live without? Yes, exactly. And that is, a great way to approach your interviews too. Like once you know those components of what you do need, when you're interviewing and you're asking questions and whatnot, you need to flush out, can they offer you what you need and and get a sense of their needs too. I mean, this is what the interview process is for. That's critical to understanding what your experience there is going to be like if you land and it helps you flush out, is this really where I want to be or not? And it's okay to say no too. Well, Marissa, this has been such a great discussion today. So much good information. So in conclusion, (laughs) let's say you are in an elevator and you have 60 seconds 
standing next to someone who's just been let go from their job, giving them your best advice in summary of everything we've talked about today, what would you say to them? Good question. Okay. Uh, 60 seconds on the clock. What I would say (laughs) is, and I've been there myself. So if you would allow me to, I'm going to give you what has worked for me. And these are only suggestions that you need to take if they feel right to you. So number one, take your space to wallow in the fact that getting laid (laughs) off sucks. So number two is to find your gratitude. There is something to be thankful, to be grateful for, even in this cruddy, cruddy time of being laid off. So once you find that, it can act as a launching pad to get you into that positivity mode. So you can just keep up with that mode. Uh, I think that is super, super important for a healthy mind, healthy habits to continue um, and allows you to then gracefully go into number three, which is giving yourself that purposeful pause. Pause and ask yourself, okay, this is my current situation now. This is different than anything I ever expected. So what am I going to do with it? Where do I want to go from here? And it's allowing yourself to maybe redefine who you are or repave your path, your journey towards your ideal career position. Whatever it is for you, keep that momentum, which is going to be my last piece of advice, so that you continue to work on yourself to get yourself to articulate exactly the position that you want to get, the company that you want to be with. Just put out that positive energy, get it out on paper so that you never forget what you're working towards. I love it. I mean, there's so many parallels between so many things that you've said today and things that we tell our candidates, no matter what the market looks like, no matter where they are in their career. I mean, these are just universal points that can only serve people well. So yeah. Yeah. They sound cheesy. And I, I fully admit that. Um, and, and it's, it's like cheering for yourself when you only have a few cliche statements to tell yourself, mm-hmm. but my gosh, it is something that if I can just get my mindset back to it every day, it, it really does help me get on an awesome path to a great day. So Mm -hmm. I hope some of these points work for your listeners because they deserve nothing but happiness. I completely agree. Well, and sometimes that cliche stuff, it's like it is cliche for a reason, even though it sounds cheesy. You know what I mean? Like you're living proof that it does work and many other people are in the same situation. So I just think sometimes accepting the fact that it sounds a little goofy and running with it anyway. We're all a little goofy. So let's just embrace it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Well, Marissa, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and just share your story and give some great advice. I I hope people really benefit from everything that you said and they take it to heart. Thank you, Jackie. It was an honor to be here today. For those who have been laid off, just get so excited for your personal journey. It's been so eye-opening for me. Well, we're excited for your journey too. You have to let us know what winds up happening. We'll have you back after you land in the next role. That would be great. I would love it. Thanks, Jack. Like where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is listening today and wants to get in touch with you or learn more about your background, Marissa, what is the best way for them to find you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear from any of your listeners. Um, my LinkedIn profile is probably the best way, and it's my first and last name. So Marissa is M-A-R-I-S-A. My last name is Galdi, and that's G-A-L-D as in David, I. 
Uh, alternatively, you can reach me at my email, which is just mgaldi at gmail.com. Well, thank you again, Marissa. This was uh, fantastic and I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thanks, Jackie, so much. All right. Thanks so much for listening as always. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. Please take a quick second to rate and review the show. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more information about the show, about me, Jackie Ducci, or about my company, Ducci and Associates, you can check out www.duciassociates.com. That's D like David, U-C-C-I associates.com. We're also on social at Jackie Ducci and at Ducci Associates. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time.